Juries are made up of 12 people who are so dumb they couldn't even think up an excuse to get out of jury duty. I'm just proud to be a part of the American judicial system. I mean, uh, Judaical. I was so happy to be fit for jury duty. It's like watching court TV, except I'm in the TV, just like the boy from Willy Wonka. Judaical system? No. Judecimal system. That ain't right. <laughs> Listen, living. Listening to Synchronon. Sick and Wrong. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm on your host, E. Simon. Hello, I'm Kate Rumbo. Hiya. Kate and I are very hungover. I might hurl. If I hurl, you have to keep it in and don't edit it out. Or hurl to the left, not to the right. right. Oh, that sounds like a cool new rap song for the kids. <laughs> hurl to the left. Me and Kate are actually in the Los Angeles St- Sick and Wrong studio because uh, you've been visiting for the past couple of weeks. And uh, we went and got wrecked last night at Jumbo's. <sighs> my favorite place. I love Jumbo's. I want my ashes scattered in Jumbo's. Kate's home away from home. You really do love that place. I loved it. I just love the atmosphere in there. It's just great. And there's like just hot chicks dancing. It's great. It was funny because if you go there like past, I would say 10 o'clock, you're going to be in a queue. Oh, you're definitely going to have line. to wait. They have the big like, you know, the, the, the velvet ropes and everything. And uh, you're going to be in a queue. But if you get there, like, you know, before nine, you should be fine. So it was like 8.15 or something. And Kate's like, we got to go. We got to go. Let's get going. Let's get moving. Like, you were so, <laughs> you were so nervous <laughs> about getting to Jumbos <laughs> before the queue. I wanted good seats. And we got great seats right in the front of the bar. Like, all the strippers could look us in the eye. It was fantastic. I, I was doing a little pre-gaming at home, you know. Like, we, we were, were drinking some wine, listening to, uh, I don't know, what did I have? The, the new time record that I and you're just like come on we gotta go there's no time here there's the, no time for this yeah we had to go we had straight to, go to business gotta get to jumbos it was a good time though it was fun jumbos is always a good time i think it's impossible to not have a good time in jumbos and i also think that if you don't like jumbos it's a sign that we can never be friends yeah you know harrison hated jumbos i don't understand how harrison hated jumbos it's like so up his street it just, literally was up, up his, his street. street. Like hey. He lived right down the street from Jumbo's. I, you know, I think that was one of the things. He just burned out on it. Like when he first moved there, the novelty kind of wore off. Like he went there quite a few times and the novelty wore off and he'd rather go hang out like a regular bar. I get that, but the, it's just a great bar. Even besides the hot chicks dancing, it's a great bar. It, it's And it's, you know, it's not even that expensive for, I mean, it was like what? Like seven bucks a beer, eight bucks a beer? Yeah, for a miller. Great. Yeah, for a Hollywood bar, that's not that bad. Yeah. But yet you are, you know, tipping at least $2 per girl every time she's on stage. They fucking deserve it. I would say They work so. hard, man. They work hard for their money. And then afterwards, I mean, we were already pretty drunk. We took off and there was a line. Like there was a queue of about like, I think 30 people maybe. Yeah, around outside. the corner nearly. Yeah. We'll post some pictures. Then we went over to the Frolic Room, which is one of my favorite bars in Hollywood. Too. You know, because they don't have many dive bars anymore. Yeah, I am obviously a fan of the dive bar as well. And and I just don't want to go in a place where it's like thumping techno music. I'm too old for that. And Frolic is still largely unchanged. 
Yeah. Looks, it looks the same. It is not the Bukowski one. He went in that one, but no, the other There's Frolic. Frolic Room 2. That was, was the, the one. But they, one. he did hang out in both, but I think Frolic Room 2, the, which used to be on Coango, is the one that he normally frequented. Yeah. Yeah. I think Frolic Room 1, he would go, it's by the Pantages. Like, he would go there, but I think the one he hung out at was uh, 2, which is long gone. But it was funny. Um, there was a, uh, an obituary show. The band Obituary was playing at the Fonda. Um, and uh, right afterwards, a bunch of metal, just metal heads, metal fans all in the frolic. And so we met this chemist. This, this guy just starts chatting with us, which is really weird. Cause, I mean, he was drunk. But who, who would just come up to a couple and start chatting? Michael the chemist. Yeah. So Michael the chemist wearing a heavy metal poncho. That he like wears he had to a all poncho with like creator and obituary patches and Slayer patch, like a big Slayer back patch. And he, yeah, he hooked <laughs> us up. He knew how to hack into like the jukebox. Yeah, he had like an app and he, we were like, yeah, play some Slayer, play some Maiden. Yeah, and I was like, can you play some Slade, please, sir? The guy was buying us drinks, but you were really concerned that we were going to get spiked. It's not, yeah. I wouldn't typically never let a stranger go to the bar without me going. Because, like, not like a, he's a nefarious fellow, but just that it's, yeah, it's very stupid things to do that. And we were, like, leave, also leaving our beers on the bar in Jumbos, and you just shouldn't do that either. But, I mean, is that a major concern in Britain? Yeah. Like, people get How spiked all the happen? fucking time. Like, I'm luckily have never been spiked with something that I've never not known about. But I know, a lot, like, nearly all my friends have, like, had been spiked on. Yeah, but is that kind of insulting that you're not attractive enough to get spiked? Possibly, or they just don't want to hear the complaints <laughs> that will come out of my mouth if I've been spiked. But you, like, you should be I'd wary of it, you. mate. I would. Oh, thank you. That's, if, a, yeah. that's a big compliment. <laughs> if I didn't me. know you at a bar, yeah. and I was like, you know, that girl's hot, and I definitely want to get laid tonight, I think I'm going to have to spike her. I would just be like, can I just have the drugs? <laughs> yeah, like, just... <laughs> you don't have to spike me. I'll probably take the drugs. Don't don't mix it in my drink. Let's just go outside and shoot it. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, it. Why not? Let's do it. Let's go into the alley. And like, you know, I've, I've fucked men for fish finger sandwiches. This is like just the same kind of level. I mean, personally, I don't think anyone would want to spike a 48-year-old Jewish man with poofy hair. But I can understand how you'd be concerned. It's just a thing everyone yeah. should be wary about. You shouldn't be letting strangers buy you drinks and not like go with them to the bar. It's just like I've learned it through time. Maybe it's just being a woman thing. Like it's your ma. But I think you should still be aware. Like, I don't think right. any woman, probably dudes too, shouldn't, shouldn't be like, oh yeah, a strange guy in a metal poncho <laughs> buying, <laughs> buy, buy me, me a, a drink without me like looking to see what's going on with the drink. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, once you you've know. had a few drinks, it was like the first time we went to Rainbow and we ended up doing that random woman's Coke in the VIP room. Yeah, but like, they were like young partiers. Like this guy was an older man. We're in a we could have easily have woken up chained in his basement. Yeah, in the metal basement. You know. The Pfizer dude, yeah. But you know, maybe the eagle-eyed frolic bartender was watching out for us. I like to think so too. <laughs> you know, that happens. My, uh, my uh, friend Sky, when he used to own a bar in the East Bay, or ex- this is, he was a bar owner, but then I think this was when he was a bartender at this like pool hall in the East Bay. He caught a guy slipping a roofie into a girl's drink. Oh, fuck, did he yeah. beat him up? Well, the couple's on a Tinder date, and he was bartending, and she got up to go to the bathroom, and he looked over, and he saw the dude, like, literally, like, dump a powder, something, what some kind of powder, her. into her drink, and he walked over, he, like, walked over, and he was just like, what are you doing? And the guy's like, what? 
It's like, you just put something to drink. And the girl came back. He's like, don't drink this. This guy just put something into your drink. And they called security over. And the dude was like arguing with them. He said the guy wasn't even that old. He was like probably in his 30s. Yeah, why would you even argue? Wouldn't yeah. you just get the fuck out of there? I'd be like, well, he started oh. arguing with security and they, they called the police. And then uh, he just like ran out the door and took off. Yeah. And would. the girl was like, oh my God, thank you. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's just creepy, you know? Um, but I was thinking about this. If, let's say your brother, your, your younger brother here, spiked a girl's drink and went to prison for it, would you visit him in prison? Well, I already don't visit him now, and we're both not in prison, so the chances of it are slim to none. But if he said he was innocent, would you believe him? Uh, well, let's, I don't. Uh, well, let's just say you guys are closer than you are, because I think the, eventually the divide has been healed. Uh, yeah, let's say this is after I healed the divide between you two, and you guys are closer, and you're communicating, um, and this happened. Would you believe him? Would you give him the benefit of the doubt? Yeah. Just because he's your brother. Probably, yeah. And you know his character. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I hope to never, ever have to deal with a sibling being arrested. Well. Um, <laughs> well, my sister, my sister and I are more concerned with my brother that, not, not being arrested, but by being murdered by some junkie twink. That could also happen. You know, I, th- yeah. I, think that's, I think there's a higher probability of that happening than my brother getting arrested for any of the shit that he does. You know, Jeff even knew a twink prostitute who used to live at his place for some time, who was murdered by a meth couple. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, we, me and Harrison did the story on the show. This guy was some, you know, I don't know, 21-year-old kid, and he crashed on Jeff's couch for a while. I think Maybe not his couch, but <laughs> I know he crashed at Jeff's place for a few months, and they were pretty good friends. And then uh, this dude, like, I guess got picked up by this this couple, the or he met couple. this couple on Grindr, and uh, yeah, in like an SRO. Like a residential hotel in San Francisco, and uh, yeah, they they tied him up, murdered him, chopped him into pieces, stuffed his body parts into a suitcase, and then chucked him into the San Francisco Bay. Oh wow! Yeah, they, classic. I'm, yeah, Harris and I covered the story. My brother was really upset about the whole thing. Well, yeah, because he'd had sex with this man, and now he's dead. They, they were friends. Like, is Jeff like you know his friends with a lot of uh, drug addicted twinks in San Francisco. And so, yeah, he was really upset. Jeff went to the trial, too. Oh, wow, did he? Yeah, oh. it was a while ago. But that's the thing is, you know, you got to think about this. If your relative is imprisoned, you have to make the call. Are you going to maintain a relationship with them or are you going to completely cut them off? Well, it obviously depends on what they do. That's a big factor. Okay, like what it? if drunk dad was wasted and he drove into a school bus killing four elementary age school children. Are you going to cut him off? That actually could have happened because my dad drunk drove a lot. Yeah, let's say he just mowed over four kids and Wait. he's in prison for life. What type of kids, though, are we talking about here? Know, like, like gifted ones or ungifted ones? Just primary school kids, like four-year-old, four to six. Yeah, but you kind of know. How old are you in primary? Six yeah, to eight? Yeah, that's about, yeah. Six yeah, to eight. Four, four to six, you can okay. be in primary school. Uh, are they ugly? Gingers. Oh, then it's fine. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm uh, just regular kids. Um, well, obviously he's a cun, and you should never drink drive. Uh, even though I've been in the car with him plenty of times while he has drunk drove, but uh, yeah, fuck him. Why would I? So you're gonna cut him off completely over this? Yeah, he fucking killed some kids. Even if they are ugly and uh, ungifted, it's uh, uh, he killed children. And okay. I don't want to be associated so with that. Child killer. What? Okay. What if he was a serial killer? That would be cool, and I would totally visit him. You would, even if he was, like, killing random women, like, 
you know, throughout the North. Fuck yeah. Every well, every like, Dad, uh, I'm going to write a book about you. Um, so let us begin. I will visit you. All right. Time. What if you found out that he was Jimmy Savile's right hand man? <laughs> 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 would you Would you still be interested in like? Yeah. <laughs> well, you would still want to chat with him. Yeah, come on. <laughs> what do you, okay, what do you think your mum would do? <laughs> Probably stay with him, even though they have a horrible marriage and they should have gotten divorced when, like, I asked them to when I was ten. <laughs> she would stay with him. <laughs> would your brothers talk to drunk dad if he was like partners with uh, partners in crime right, with Jimmy, with Jimmy Savile? Savile? Like, what I'm imagining is that him and Jimmy Savile both held hands as both of them, like, fucked the dead bodies in the morgue. That's how I'm imagining it. I'm imagining right my dad man, shagging maybe. a dead body now. Thanks a lot. Okay, so it's good to know. If you kill, if, you drunk, if you're drinking and driving, you kill four kids. Kate's not going to visit you anymore. But if you're, like, best friends with a child molester, that's <laughs> child molester necrophile. Yeah. Yeah, Kate's going to still visit you in prison. It's good to know where you're, 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 the lines are drawn. It's good to know that. Like, he can diddle the kids, but if you kill the kids, no. But what if he just diddled? You would be... <laughs> <laughs> It's it, it it's an ethical quandary because this is your relative and you have to decide, do you want this person in your life still or do you just want to cut them off? And this is the last straw, you know, like you just went to prison, you know, you've been drinking and driving for years and this, we said this was going to happen and now you did it, you know, or you've been hanging out with this creepy pedophile. We've warned you about him. He looked like a nonce and we said he is a nonce <laughs> and he is. And look what happened. So this week, um, we have an interesting show here. We've got, uh, you know, a show that we've never really done in the 17-year history of uh, Sick and Wrong, surprisingly. But we're going to chat with a patron named Gary, whose sister was convicted of murdering an 88-year-old drug-dealing pervert in 2009. Yeah, super yeah. interesting guy. A fascinating story. But before we get into that, let's, uh, let's have a quick chat, a little powwow about the Sick and Wrong patron. So if you are a big fan of podcrafting, especially indie podcrafting, not this network podcast, these commercial podcasts with celebrities, I'm talking indie podcasts with unknowns or has-beens like myself, then we ask you to sign up for the Sick and Wrong patron and support this show. Keep us going. It's only a few bucks a month. Seriously, it's like $5 a month, and you get access to a complete second show. You get two shows a week. Uh, this week, you do want to listen to the second show because we have a special guest, JoJo Kelly. JoJo's back. Yeah, reappearing um, on the show, talking about his new flat in Brooklyn. He just uh, moved out of his sister's, uh, his sister's house, and uh, now he got his own flat in, uh, I think, Park Slope, I think he said, in Brooklyn. And uh, got a, he has a new job and a new tattoo place called Ghost Snow Tattoo. And he gets to listen to his neighbors rut through the, uh, the very thin doors. Yeah, paper and thin, thin walls, walls. The paper thin walls of his flat. He gets to listen to his neighbors rutting all night. Yeah, it's yeah, like he heaven loves for that. JoJo. We also chat about uh, Kate's L.A. Vegas uh, holiday and uh, and our trip to Vegas this past weekend, uh, where um, well, Kate, I nearly died. Where Kate freaked out no, at Zach nearly... Baggins Haunted Museum, and we had to leave. We had I... to. Physically nearly, leave. Call an Uber to leave. leave. Go back because to the hotel. I nearly died because that fucking cunt, Zap Brannigan, whatever he's called, tried to murder me. He tried to kill me, and then we weren't even going to get a fucking refund. And they, he tried to murder me. Kate freaked out. No, she had a panic attack. I did not. <laughs> she had a panic attack. He well, did you can not. listen to you can listen to the full story 
on the Stick Around Second Show me. this week. Yeah, panic attack. Murder. Back to the hotel. <laughs> um, that's only five bucks a month. You get access to the uh, Stick Around Second Show on Patreon. Um, you can also uh, subscribe to Second Show on just Apple Podcasts. We're now on the Apple Podcast app. So if you just go there, um, click on it and subscribe, also $5 a month. Um, you can support Sick and Wrong that way, too. And for a few dollars more, you get access to our bonus uh, Minnesota Overkill, uh, Serial Killer Star Sign special episodes, as well as uh, the Sick and Wrong archives, the first 10 years of Sick and Wrong on uh, SoundCloud playlists. Um, available on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Sick and Wrong. Sign up today. We do appreciate you supporting the show. So let me play this quick promo, and then uh, let's chat with Gary about his sister being charged and convicted of murder. Hey guys, it's Steven again. Just calling from Evan through a miracle of cybernetic processes. Just to say, thanks for creating your Patreon page. I love to kick back and smoke a fat one with my boy Carl Sagan. While we listen to the extra phone calls and stories we get all the time. Anyway, talk soon. Love you. Bye. Hey Gary, thanks for being on the show, man. Looking forward to chatting with you. Um, you're so you're new to the Patreon, right? Yeah, yeah. I've only been part of it for like two or three months, maybe at the most. Oh, dude. I mean, it's it's we, you know we appreciate you signing up for it, supporting the show. I think that's great. And then I don't know how the the I think everybody should have to pay something. Everybody should have to pay something if they're listening to you guys every week and they're and they're, and they're having part in it. Everybody should have to pay something. You guys don't do this shit for free. This is everybody should have to pay a little something to hear it. I like your attitude. Yeah, Yeah. you are a legend. (laughs) So so I think it was Kate. Were you chatting with uh, Gary, and then it came out that uh, that Gary's sister was involved in the crime? How did how did that come? Yeah, well, I think you told me all about it, Gary, and I was interested in it because you know we're obviously into true crime here. But this is like this is very close to home. This whole story. Well, yeah, I was. We were talking about this before we started recording, but I mean, I'm sure we have listeners whose relatives have been convicted of crimes, but we've never actually interviewed anyone about it. So, so yeah, this is kind of a first here for sick and wrong. So, Gary, your sister is currently in prison right now. Is that correct? Yeah, she's been in there for the last thirteen years, almost fourteen years. Yeah. Older or younger? He's younger than me. Two years younger. Two years younger. And where is is this in? Uh, like you you were saying West Virginia? Yeah, it's in West Virginia. Um, she's at Lakin Correctional Center. That there's only one prison here for females. That's where she's at. Oh, wow! Thirteen years. And so you said that she was convicted under the felony murder rule. What what is that? How does that work? Yeah. All right, so basically what the felony murder rule is, is it's like if you take part in any felony, any part at all, and someone dies during the commission of that felony, you are now guilty of first-degree murder under the felony murder rule. So like in my sister's case, she was sitting in a car a mile away waiting on her boyfriend and a couple of his buddies to rob this house that was supposed to not have nobody in it, but the guy was home, and he found them out. Ended up, They ended up killing the guy. And fucking since she was part, her actual charge was conspiracy to commit burglary. It carries a one to five in our state, one to five years. But since that felony led to a murder, she was guilty of first degree murder. It carried 15 to life. Wow, wow that's fucked up. So is this, is this just a, a state particular to West Virginia or is this like throughout the U.S.? No, there, there's a lot of states. A lot of states have the felony murder rule. Um, 
some of them, some states are called something else, a criminal intent rule or some shit like that. I, there's all different kinds of rules, but it all basically leads to the same thing, and most of them are called felony murder. Okay. I'll have to find out if California has one. I'm not quite sure. Um, so what was her actual charge? Uh, her actual charge was conspiracy to commit burglary. That's what started the whole thing. She conspired with a group of individuals to burglarize a home and take some items out of it. He dropped him off there, and then it went bad, and he died. Wow. And so what year was this? This is uh, what you were saying, 13 years ago? This was, yeah, it was like 2009, 2008, somewhere in there. And I was already in prison then. Thank God, girl, I would have been there. I would have been there with them. So yeah, I'm about- glad I was in prison already. <laughs> I was about to say, did, she, did they know the person they were robbing, or was it just like they'd been watching the house? Yeah. They knew him. I mean, like, this old man was a veteran, right? He was 80-some years old, 88 years old, I believe. He's a veteran of World War II. Well, he was getting these fucking Oxycontin pills from the VA, and he was selling them to all these kids, right? Well, he tried to trade my sister some pills for sex. Oh, wow. And that pissed her her boyfriend off. So they were like, well, we're going to go take everything this old motherfucker has. We're going to go take it. So that's what started the whole thing. So then they rob, they go in to rob him while he's home. He finds him out. They smoke him with a baseball bat, and he's dead. And, like, they painted this picture that he was this war hero and had no – he fought through a war and didn't die, and now he was killed by these kids. And they, they never once mentioned the fact that he was a fucking pill dealer selling his pills to kids and trying to fuck them. Yeah, getting yeah. them never mentioned pills. that. I'm surprised that, like, her lawyer didn't bring that up. Because you think you could do a, you know, you could portray his character accurately. Right. Well, you got to think, too. The lawyers here, if you don't have money, like, we're a poor state. Like every, nobody here has money, right? So we all get stuck with public defenders. Now, these public defenders, yeah. what they do is they eat lunch with the judges, and the judge says, okay, look, the, the lawyer says, okay, look, I got this guy here. He's paying me. He's paying me a lot of money to, to walk. Yeah. So I've got this other guy here that I, I'm pro bono on his case, so I'll let you fry this motherfucker if you can let this one walk. And that's essentially what happened. Yeah, so they're just negotiating behind the scenes. Yeah, that's I think. Right, they negotiate behind the scenes, and they the gamble board. each other. Well, our lives, essentially, they gamble them with each other. Yeah. So did you know her boyfriend at the time? Like, were you cool with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was actually one of my best friends when I went to prison. Um, they had hooked up when I was in prison, and, and she was messing around with him and his brother at the same time. And it was just a big fucked up Jerry Springer type shit. <laughs> it's that, very West Virginia. Yeah. It sounded like it ended well. I mean, yeah. if they were all committing a crime together. So did you know the vet as well, the pill-popping vet? No, I didn't know the guy. Yeah. You just knew of him. No, I, I, I didn't know him. I never had met him before. Uh, that was just something that they had met through another mutual friend. They had met this guy, and I still talk to that guy. So, Was your sister addicted to uh, Oxy? No, she wasn't, actually. She had never done a drug a day in her life when I had went to prison. Oh, wow. Now, when I went to prison, she had, she had not even never smoked weed before. Whoa. But I guess when I went to prison, she started dabbling in some coke and shit. But her boyfriend and his brother and the other friend, they were all strung out. Whoa. They were just kind of okay. using her because she was a nurse. She had a car. She had an apartment. Yeah. They were all just kind of using her and flopping at her house. You know what I'm saying? How yeah. old was she at the time? Uh, She was 20 at the time. I she was young. It How happened. was the boyfriend? She turned 21 in prison. 
Oh my god. He was uh he had he just turned eighteen years old. Oh, oh my god. See, these are young he, he was con- yeah, he was sent to life in prison at eighteen years old. He will never get out. Oh man. God, I mean this is like young kids. So how did the, the so the guy the boyfriend was pissed off. He's a young kid, but he's pissed off because of this uh this uh, this old pervert. And so they're like, let's just break into his house. Like they must have had some kind of plan. Yeah. Like, did they know if he was going to be around? They wanted to break into his house and steal the pills because he was addicted to Oxy and he wanted the pills, right? So yeah. they sent my sister in because she could get a better deal with him. She could get a better deal with the old man. So she went in to get them for him, and he told her that he wasn't going to give them to her unless she fucked him, right? So when she came back and told her boyfriend that, it pissed him off. You know, he's a drug addict. He wants his fucking dope, and... Like you're not going to give them to my girl unless you fu- unless she fucks yeah, it's you. Yeah, fucked up. All right, well we're just going to go in and we're going to take what you have, you old fuck. You're not <laughs> we're new, we're not going to put up with this. We're going to take what you have. You know, because in the drug world, in the drug world, you know, I've been a drug dealer my whole life. You know, there's 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 dogs out there. They take what you have. They 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 come and they come for you. Like yeah. you know, they see you got something and if they yeah. want it, they'll come That's and take it from you. And this guy's some eighty-eight-year-old dude. I mean, yeah, pretty he's easy, easy target. Yeah. He, so, so was your sister down? Right. For the was your sister down to be complicit, or was she trying to talk them out of it, or was she just like, "I'll drive, but I'm not going to go in the house." Well, she was. I mean, I, that that really part, I really don't know. I could, knowing from my sister, I'm sure she was like, "Fuck yeah, let's go get this old son of a bitch." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Cause that's that's how my little sister is. She's always down for it. She, she'll yeah. ride right with you, do anything. She don't care, you know. So she was probably like, "Fuck yeah, let's go get him," you know. But she was also smart enough to know I'm not going in. I'll just take you fuckers, and then you two, you guys, because you know she's the woman in the situation, a young woman. She's got all these dudes, these three dudes, all begging at her. You know, she's an attractive woman, so. She can manipulate these guys, and, and that's essentially how they convicted her. They said that she was the mastermind manipulating these other three men yeah, to really? do her dirty work for her. That's that's how they turned it on her. That's kind of a, that's kind of far fetched. So then they went into the house. Did they think the guy was not going to be home, or did they think he was sleeping? Like, what was the plan here? Well, the story that I got from my sister, which, and then you got to you got to understand that fucking. This is pre-prosecution, so you're, they're still in the stage where they're going to lie to you and try to get, if yeah. they can get you to believe them, they can get the judge to believe them. You know what I'm saying? But she yeah. said that he was not supposed to be home at the time. But okay. then if you listen to the story, the whole story that she gave, he's like, well, he knocked on the door, and the old man let him in, and he let the two brothers in through the back. Now, this is the actual evidence. Yeah. From the discovery packet, they knocked on the door. They let the young kid in through the front. He said the car was broke down. He had to use the phone. So they let him in. He goes in the kitchen to use a landline phone and lets his brother and the other guy in through the back door. So why, my thing is, is if the old man's not going to be home, why the fuck are you knocking on the door? You know, you're just going to go in. You knew the motherfucker was home. Yeah, you think you'd just break in, like, from the back. But the fact that... They had to have known the guy was home or they saw a light on or something. Yeah, it right. seems a bit like right. they're going after revenge as well as... If you come up with a whole story of like, oh, my car's broke down and I need to use the phone. Well, fucking obviously, 
you knew he was home. You came up with that story and you had your brother go around to the back and you had him wait back there so you could let him in. I mean, like, yeah, this, this was, was planned out. out. This wasn't no fucking fly of the fucking pants shit, you know? Nah, this yeah. wasn't a spur of the moment thing. This is definitely planned out. So would you think that this old guy being a veteran would be armed? I figured everybody would be armed in West Virginia. <laughs> oh, ab- absolutely. He was fucking armed to the T. Yeah. I mean, this dude had assault rifles. He had pistols. He had everything. Fuck that yeah. was a- another motive of going in and stealing was his guns. They, was- they wanted his guns. He had... And it was, essentially, it was their demise also was a gun, but they stole, I think, 20 firearms from them. God damn. Wow. And so the guy put up a fight, and they, uh, they, what they hit, did you say they hit him with, like, a baseball bat or something? Right. Now, see, this is another part of the story. They carried the base, they brought the baseball bat with them. So they had already intended on doing some fucking harm to this guy, oh, I, I sure. feel like. Oh, for sure. I mean, it sounds you know. completely premeditated. I mean, <laughs> I why, mean why you don't. We- you don't yeah, bring a home. fucking baseball bat to the fucking house with you if the guy's not supposed to be home. Exactly. I so would, do you, you think know. your sister knew it was going to go down that way? Or do you think she was maybe... I feel like I feel like she knew. I feel like she yeah. knew that fucking he was home and, and, and she knew that it was a robbery, an enemy's necessary robbery. However, I do not feel like anybody meant to kill anyone at the time. Right, yeah, because these are just kids at the end of the day. You're talking about like yeah. a bunch of 18-year-olds. Right. I, th- I feel like that they were, they had the ball bat with them and they were just like going to, tr- he's an 88 year old man. Yeah, you know, you tell an 88 year old man to sit the fuck down because you got a ball bat. He's going to sit the fuck down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but not this one. Yeah. This guy's this guy. <laughs> this one was a he's fucking a veteran. And he was like, fuck you motherfuckers. I'm going to, I'll kill y'all. And he had a gun and shit. He pointed a gun at one of them. And see now in the original court documents and the original testimonies and all that, the young youngest boy, the one that got life without, he was supposed to be the bat swinger. He was the one who hit the old man and all that shit. Well, years later, it comes out that he took the rap for his older brother because his older brother had a rap sheet and was older. Right. He was like 26 at the time, and he had done been to prison before, and he had convinced his younger brother that if he took the fall for it, he wouldn't get no time because it was his first offense and this and that and the other. When in reality, the old man, what really happened, the old man saw what was going on he held the youngest one at gunpoint and while that was going on the older brother came from the back of the house and smoked the old man with the ball bat oh right and that's the thing i mean this guy's 88 so you hit him once he's probably gonna die oh yeah he's made especially when they hit him (laughs) when they hit him they just set him back up on the couch yeah and left they robbed his house and left and the old man the fucking cops and shit came the paramedic all that shit came like the next few days and they ruled it as an accidental death. They thought he fell and hit his head on the coffee table. They buried the man. The family was done grieved and mourned his loss and everything like that. Three months after it happened, they sold one of this guy's guns to a dude that was on probation. And they Holy told shit. the dude that where, where the gun came from and told him not to get caught with it. Well, that guy went in and struck a deal with the prosecutor and was like, look, I got evidence of a murder here that you guys might want to hear about. You got to let me off probation. Holy fuck. Whoa. Yeah. So he ended up ratting yeah. these guys out. But that's crazy. So they yeah, went. He so they would have gotten away with this. They would have got away with it. Fuck. That's fucking if they insane. Wouldn't have sold, if they wouldn't have sold the gun and told on themselves, yeah. they would still be out today and, and nobody would have ever known. Because it was already ruled an accidental death. He was. They thought he fell and hit his head. So then what happened? So then the, the police put out warrants for their arrest and your sister got 
your sister was involved at this point? Well, at this time, they were all staying in a hotel in, in West Virginia, and the police went to the hotel, and they interviewed them all, and they said, listen, don't leave town and uh, because we got some more questions for you. Okay, well, They're they all took town. it on their shelves to say, fuck this, we're getting out of town. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they took yeah. off to San Diego. They went to your neck of the woods. So your sister and the and the and the two brothers split for San Diego. Was it what, what about the the yeah. third guy or the fourth guy? He stayed back and became state's witness. Oh, oh so for he a rolled sentence. over on them probably for a he plead out for a lesser sentence. Yeah, well, he didn't get a lesser sentence. He still got life with with parole. He he can see parole in fifteen years, just the same as my sister and the one brother. The only one that got life without was the youngest one, and that was because at the time he was believed to be the swinger of the bat, when in reality it was his older brother. Older so brother, yeah. he got the shit into the deal. So then the the police like did a did a like a nationwide manhunt and tracked them down to San Diego. Yeah, yeah, actually they did, and um, they were at a hotel there in San Diego sometime, and like on the news reports and shit, like where it shows them being arrested there in San Diego at the time. They had the whole fucking SWAT team come after them, the U.S. Marshals and shit. They had a helicopter out there spotlighting because my sister was running. She jumped wow. in the San Diego River and fucking she had her cat in her zipped up in her fucking coat, a oh. fucking little cat, and jumped in the San Diego River and was hiding under a rock. And they fucking a dog went down there and grabbed her by the arm and drug her the fuck out of there. Oh, man. What happened to the cat? <laughs> Tell us. The cat went to the animal shelter in San Diego. He's fine. His name's Keelan. He's probably been adopted. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> oh, cat on the run. So were they? was the goal to get to Mexico? Is that why they went to San Diego? Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. think of that. Yeah. yeah. The goal was to get to Mexico. They were going to try to cross the border the next morning, and the, the Fed swooped in on them at like 2 in the morning. I, thought, I always thought that was kind of a myth, though. I mean, they can still get you in Mexico. You'll still be extradited. Yeah, when I was fall, wouldn't you rather go to Mexican Canada? Mexican are worse. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Mexico. And I'd also, go to Canada. Well, the other thing, too, it's like you, you stand out like a sore thumb in Mexico. You know, three three white people just kind of cruising through, not even knowing the language. Blonde-haired white people fucking. Yeah. <laughs> with a cat. Yeah. With a really cute with, cat. With a, with cat. a fucking cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd almost rather just go to Canada. I would go to Canada. I would take my cat to Canada as well. But it's it's probably more difficult. Absolutely Canada, Canada though. Well, I don't know that 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 kid, cannabis kid. He fucking used to cross the border up there in the in the woods in okay, Canada yeah. and get all that weed, buy that weed, and come through the fucking woods. He was like eighteen yeah. years old, so it can't be that hard. You can go. I know in like northern Michigan, because I'm from Michigan, but in northern Michigan, you could just take a boat right over to Canada. I mean, you don't have to cross right. through an official border. Yeah. You know, I I just think you'd have you'd have less of a chance of being so conspicuous there. Like, I think you could blend in a little bit Absolutely. more than you could in Mexico. At least there are white people up there. Yeah, exactly. And plus, I mean, you go to really <laughs> rural areas like Saskatchewan and just kind of hide out. Where's, Nova Scotia. Whereas Mexico, I don't know. I think I'd have a bit more difficult of a time. I've been on the run before myself. And it's, the best place to be on the run is the never to go anywhere at all. Stay right in your hometown. Stay right in your area. Yeah. Because they're looking for you everywhere else. They're not looking for you at home. Yeah. And and when you leave and you go to another state, you have to find resources. Like, how are you going to get money? How Where are you going to stay? You know, at least at home, you can crash on your friend's couch, couch surf for a little bit. Or if you leave another state, how are you going to pay for a hotel? 
How are you going to get there? Pay for gas, all that shit. You've got to get a job. You've got to do something. They could track you, down your credit card. And then cards. they track you down. Then they track you down because your family is sending you money. Yeah. And they just watch your family's bank accounts and find out where they're sending their money to. And that's how they found them. Essentially, his mom, the youngest one's mom was helping him. And they were watching her uh, financial transactions and found where she was sending her money to. Oh, and that's how they tracked him to San Diego. They're probably yeah. paying cash with the cash for the hotel. Right. And then my sister and the older guy, they're the ones that got busted. Now, the younger one slipped through the cracks somewhere. I don't know how the fuck he did that, but they couldn't find him up there. And he ended up getting caught three months later in North Carolina. Uh-oh. Oh, really he was on the run. run for a long time. So the, the, his parents or his mother is probably helping him that whole time. Oh, yeah. She was helping him the whole time. And then he was in, found in North Carolina working at a fast food burger joint um, under a different name. He had a different ID and shit. And uh, he was living with a woman that he met at work, and he was had a relationship with her, and he, he was living at her house with her kids. And one day he was in the fucking shower, and the fucking fed swooped in and drug him out of the shower ass naked and took him to jail. <laughs> oh, I, wonder if, uh, I wonder if the girlfriend even knew anything about this, like his past. It's a hell of a way to find out. It is. Yeah. I doubt. I doubt it, man. She was. He was living there with her kids and shit. Like she had him living there with her kids. Oh. You got a murderer in your house right now, and you're just letting him live, and you have no idea who he is. Yeah, I mean, he had a fake ID and everything. You never God, know. Crazy. So, does your sister have any contact with any of these people still, or was it just? Like her, her yeah, she still. They still write. They still write each other while they're in prison. Like, well, the the two brothers. And my sister, they st- the two brothers are in the same prison. Yeah. The one, the one guy that stayed back here and turned evidence, he has a hard life. He he uh, really has a hard life in there. He gets beat up a lot because he's a rat, you know. So yeah, you know. <laughs> he has a hard life. He's in a different prison, not allowed around the other two. But they, my sister and the two brothers, they still contact each other. They still write each other and shit. Oh man! So she doesn't have any ill will. Like she doesn't blame them for this. No, and she is actually fucking, she is very, very adamant in the fact that she deserves what she got. Like she said, like she says, I was part of it. Nobody, nobody fucking forced me to be there. You know, you can't hold it against anybody but myself. You know, she, she's taking responsibility for the whole thing. So, so she's remorseful about it. So you, it sounds like you were in prison during, during the trial, but did your family attend the trial? Yeah, I, I, I attended the trial, too. Oh, okay, so you were out at this point, and you went to the trial. Yeah, what I was, was on parole What was that time. like? Like, was the victim's family there? It must have been kind of weird. Well, I can't really say it was a trial, because they ultimately they took plea deals. Um, oh, they pled out. They pled guilty to, to first-degree murder to get a life sentence. I'm, like, I'm sitting there like, you motherfucker, that's not a deal. That isn't a deal. No, but you're going to get that. Same, you're going to get the same thing if you get found guilty or not. Like you're not. That's not a deal. But like, why are you pleading guilty to this? But is there a death penalty in uh, West Virginia? No, no, we have no death penalty. Oh, okay, yeah. And why are they? Then why would they plead you know, guilty to first degree murder then? Because they they pled guilty for the prosecution to uh, give a recommendation of parole in fifteen years. Oh. If they would have went to trial, then they then they would have not possibly done the rest of their lives in prison. So they all pled guilty to get the mercy so that they could get out in 15 years. Okay. 
Oh, wow. So was the victim's family there? Yeah, the victim's family was there. Um, I was there. My dad and my mom were there. Of course, I jumped up and I start cussing the fucking judge out when he <laughs> when he gives him life. I'm like, you're a fucking bitch. And I'm cussing the judge out and shit. And I get threatened to be thrown in jail. It was a very, very emotions. It was very high there that day. It sounds really emotional. Did you get charged with contempt or anything? No, I didn't. I set the fuck back down when the judge said shut up. I ain't gonna lie. I bitched out. <laughs> <laughs> so right right then, then she so did she like make bail or anything, or is she in, in jail the whole time waiting trial? They were in jail the whole time. They 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 had no bail. Wow. And then they got transferred to a state prison. She's in there for uh well, she was first degree murder, but she's in there eligible for parole, you said fifteen years? Yeah, 2024. She comes, she's eligible for parole in November of 2024, so it's right around the corner. It is, Okay, yeah. wow. One more year left. And you think it's uh, there's a good possibility she'll be paroled? Oh, yeah, absolutely. As long as, as long as his family don't come there, she'll get out. But we, we have another high-profile case here, too, uh, the um, Skylar Neese murder. I don't know if you guys have heard about oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Um, okay, well, her, um, her killer... The Rachel Shove girl, she was just um, denied parole. So she's got to stay in there. She just she just came up for parole and was denied because Skylar's mom and dad came to the parole hearing. I mean, the same thing ha- happens with the Manson women. Like, uh, the, the family oh, yeah, like Deborah Tate will up. come yeah. up and, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can understand. Yep, yep. So, I mean, and, you know, they got the right, they have the right to feel that way. I mean, you know, not, I lost a sister in the whole mix, you know, but she's coming home in 15 years. These guys, is, you know, that old man ain't coming home. He died, and they, they, despite how I feel about him, you know, he had family that loved and cared about him. So then they have the right to feel that way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I, that, that d- makes sense. Double-edged sword in a way, isn't it? But how many years did that guy have left? Two? Yeah, but Three, that doesn't mean you know? he can be beat to death of a baseball team. <laughs> I understand that, but yeah. come on. Yeah. You know, these kids that's were how like I 20. feel about it, too. That's yeah. how I feel about it, too. But that they were robbed of two whole great years with this old fucker, you know? <laughs> this old pervert. Yeah, this old fucker. So how often uh, do you visit your sister in prison? Well, I'm not currently allowed to visit her because I just got out of prison in May, and I have to be out for two years before I can be allowed to visit her again. But Okay. Um. I've only been allowed to visit her one year the whole time she's been locked up because of my dumbass. I'm always in prison too. So <laughs> usually right about the time I'm allowed to visit her, a couple minutes later I catch another charge and I go right back. So I've only been to visit her like six times. Yeah, wow. but do you write but to we her? got video visits and shit. Yeah. Yeah, we got video visits and phone calls, shit like that, but I do that all the time. Oh, that's cool. You could do, like, Zoom Zoom visits. I imagine, like, you probably would visit on, like, birthdays or holidays, like Christmas, that kind of thing. Um, Not really, because it's no. usually packed there. We usually just visit it on days that fucking, you know, regular days. Like, if I got a weekend off work, I'd go down and see her. But, of course, then you got to fight around. Like, my dad wanted to go see her, too, and then, you know, my other sister, she went to see her, so, and then her old sugar daddy that she was scamming through the prison system, she had this old sugar daddy always putting money on her books, he always wanted to go visit her, too, so. Oh, that's good. (laughs) I like it. Good for her. She raised, like, thousands of dollars in there off this old man, enough to buy a fucking house and shit. Oh, fantastic. Good for her. Crazy. Good for her. Yeah, working it. So, you said you've been to prison, like, a few times yourself. What what have you been charged with? How much time have you served? 
I've done seven years altogether. Seven years. Um, but I've got three charges. Yeah. yeah. I've only done I've only done two years at one stretch in my life. Two years is the longest I've done at one stretch. Wow, I'm just did. a small time selling, just drug dealing and guns, gun stealing, shit like that. Yeah. But I mean, but is it a felony conviction though? What you've been charged with? Or is yeah, that... absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I have three separate felony convictions. I have one grand larceny when I was 20 years old. Then I have a um, possession with intent to deliver marijuana when I was like 22. And then when I was 28 or 29, I got a uh, possession with intent to deliver meth. That was my last one. I just cleared it up. I just cleaned it up. Wow. So which one did you get the two years for? That was the grand larceny that I got the two years for. What were you sealing? Guns. Of guns, yeah. <laughs> Imagine that's, that's just how it is there. Um, so wait, marijuana yeah. is still illegal in West Virginia? Well, was this? But this was back. Actually, in the day. yeah. Surprisingly, marijuana is still very much fucking illegal here. I mean, oh, we shit. have Delta Eight weed that we're allowed to buy from the store, but it's not the same. Like I'm smoking it right now, actually. Yeah. Oh no <laughs> but, way. Uh, yeah. You just assume and then it's we have, and then we have medical that. weed. We have medical weed that oh. if you can get a doctor to prescribe it, if you can get them to, then you can get it that way. But, but you can get the car. Getting caught with it without a prescription, you can still get fucking put in jail, in prison that's for it. That's fucking insane. That's a, yeah, that's crazy. Here, it's just like going to like a liquor store and buying a bottle of booze. You know, Mate, it's just, all of California stinks of skunk. No matter yeah, where you everyone's go. smoking weed here. Yeah, I mean, it's just there. It's some of the best weed you could ever even buy. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know, it's yeah, that's why that's why there ain't that's why there ain't as many people on fucking fentanyl out there. Yeah. I mean We got a hard time we got a hard time buying weed, so we might as well just get fentanyl out here. Yeah. <laughs> well you, you were saying anyway. that uh isn't West Virginia like the number one uh spot for fentanyl, fentanyl overdoses? overdoses. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah, it is. It is. It, it's it's I was and I was I was a fentanyl dealer for a long time. I actually recently just quit doing that. Because the charges are just, the time is just outrageous. It's like 15 years now. I'm not fucking down for that. I'm not doing any more prison time. So, yeah. Well, so you were in a state pen. How? What was that like? Do you ever have any uh, any issues with your cellmate? Well, like I'll just tell you like this: like prison is not like if you've never been there, it's nothing like you've not like you see on TV. There's not people getting raped. There's not people fucking getting stabbed up every day. I mean, it's, it happens. But it doesn't happen a lot. Like, I've only seen one person get stabbed out of seven years. I've only seen one stabbing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've never, been in, I've never been in a fight in prison. Not one fight. I've never been in, even, even got an argument in prison. And I've never seen anybody get raped. I've only heard of one person getting raped out of seven years. Like, so that's. So it doesn't happen often. Prison's just like, like summer camp that you can't leave, is what it's like. <laughs> yeah, but isn't the food really shit? I mean, it is, but you can buy shit off commissary. Like, you can live off of, but but the food's not that bad. It's like take your take your uh, worst hospital food that you've right. ever ate in your life. It's not that bad. Okay, but that's what you get in prison. It's just like mainly like processed meat, like chicken patties, Tyson chicken patties. You eat that like three times a week. Beans and cornbread. You eat that a lot. You know, just just shit like that. What what about your vegan meals? It's, it's, it's eatable. <laughs> Yeah, what, what, about, about, what about vegan meals? Do they have, the, what about the vegans of West Virginia when they're in jail? Well, we don't we don't have very much of that, but because uh, you know, 
<laughs> we do a lot of hunting and shit. Like we eat meat and shit out here. We ain't we ain't into that vegan shit really. But I mean, you do have a couple, and they do have special diets for them. Whoa. Like they have special right. religious diets and special diets like oh, <laughs> for people that don't eat meat. Like you get shit like that. So are the people divided by race? Like do the black people hang out with black people, Mexicans, Mexicans, or white people, white people? Is and, that how it and, works? And your big prisons, like in like in Texas and California and Florida, shit like that. Those prisons, yes, prison is very, very, very racially divided. In West Virginia, you would think it would be because you would think of us as a racist state, but in reality, we're really not that racist here. Like we, we like in our prisons, like. I fuck with black people. I fuck with Mexicans. I fuck with white people. Yeah. Like yeah. you give in West Virginia prison, as long as you give respect, you're going to get respect. And that's how it is. Like you, you don't, if you're giving out hate, you're going to get hate back. But if you just go in there with love, I mean, this is everybody, you're going to get love. Huh. So, so pretty much what do you do all day? Do you guys like watch TV? Do you like play board games? Like, like how do you spat past yep, the time? Yep. We got more TV channels than you got. <laughs> we got we we got satellite TV in that bitch. We we can buy our own TV off commissary and have our own TV with cable free. The free prison's freedom. I'm gonna tell you, you you, you ain't seen freedom until you've been to prison because everything's free. You got free food. You got free water. You got a phone. They give you tablets now. As soon as you Medical walk in the door, you're assigned your own tablet. You you can go to college in that motherfucker. Yeah. Cr- Wait, they give you an iPad that you can connect to the internet on? Yeah, but you can't you can't use social media. Oh, like they, they have they have their own apps that are social media for them. Like like I can text message my sister and video call her and on her tablet and shit like that. But like she can't connect to Facebook or Twitter or none of that fucking shit. Like that that's dead. Well they have like prison Facebook. This is what prison should be about though. It's like prison That's should be about. It's called getting out. It's yeah. kind of, it's basically it's basically a prison Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. That's crazy. So what about uh drugs? Are people like can you get any drug you want in prison? I can get any drug I want in prison. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is like uh, freedom. Let me just put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. You, them guards, they don't get paid very much. Mm-hmm. So when you can offer them a bigger payday than what they're making, they'll bring you whatever the fuck you want them to bring you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about it. These guys are hourly you know minimum wage workers pretty much so it's like why not and they're in right. prison so too you, yeah you get them around christmas time tell them you got a thousand bucks for them to bring the pack in guess what everybody's getting high <laughs> so do you guys like have i mean you see videos of that every now and then are people just hanging out smoking weed you know getting fucked yeah. up and having a little just parties? Hanging, hanging out getting high yeah yeah absolutely that's what's what prison's all about man yeah that's how you pass the time yeah. Sound that bad. Yeah, dude. I play spades. Play spades and poker. That's <laughs> spades, spades and poker. And That's poker. what I do the whole day. <laughs> so are people like lifting weights like they, they show you in the movies? Yeah, you got your big body guys who like that. They they I don't know who the fuck they're trying to impress in that motherfucker. There's just men there. I'm not trying to take my shirt off for a bunch of dudes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but they like it, I guess. <laughs> do people do people get conjugal visits? Is that a thing anymore? Not here. They got them in your state, though. They don't have them here. All nice. right. That's not bad. You know, still get to still get to yeah, get laid. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, that, that'd be that'd be great if they, if they could give me if they could get me laid in prison by a female. Then I'll tell you what. 
I would I could spend the rest of my life in that motherfucker. You know, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound that bad. You get free drugs, you get free food, you get a hospital, it's, you get medical yeah, care. Well, the drugs ain't free, goddammit. The drugs are the not drugs. free. Best believe. They're, they're fucking three times as expensive as they are on the street. But you can still get But em. your family sends accessible. you money. Yeah, your family's sending you money. So that money's free. So yeah. technically, yeah, I guess the drugs are free, too. And you don't have to work. You're not doing shit for that money. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to work and shit. You know what? In California, where uh, so my my former I've talked about this guy on the show, but this guy used to he used to be my boss, and he was convicted of killing <laughs> his kid and everything. He went to like San Quentin, went to a, another place. But he was saying in San Quentin, he had a cellmate that had been there for a long time, just got paroled, so he only lived with this guy for a couple of weeks. Then he had his own cell, in his own cell for a few months, and then one day he heard all this hooting and hollering, and all these people were whistling. And they brought in this trans woman, this like Latin trans woman, who he said was actually pretty good looking. Yeah, a girl. And you know, oh like, yeah, full bring titties. me a trans. Yeah, full, full titties bring and everything. Bring me a Latin trans woman to my cell. Fuck yeah. That was his cellmate. He said it was nonstop attention after that. Yeah. After I bet. that, like dudes are dropping off gifts, yeah. and and she couldn't even yeah, like she's she, getting it. Well, she couldn't even take a shower in the regular shower area. Like she just bathed in their sink. And he would like help her put up a blanket for privacy. <laughs> now, see when we when we have transes come, they get put in protective custody. They aren't allowed to be in, in, in until they can identify with a specific gender. Like if you go in there and you got tits and 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 a dick too, you're going to be in protective custody in a cell by yourself the entire time. Oh wow! And you're kept separate if, completely. If you go in there and you, if, yeah, yeah. If you go in there and you've had the full operation. You're not if if you get your your dick cut off, and you got tits, you're going to a female pod. That's you're a female now, and that's where you're going. Yeah. If yeah. you go in there and you got uh, basically dick and balls, you're going to the men. That's the base. That's what it is. If you get it cut off. Wow. If you get cut off, you're in the women's. But do you think if you if you still have a dick, but you got tits, you're probably going to get raped in there? No, you're not going to get raped because obviously, if you're trying to become a woman. In my opinion, I guess there's other ones out there that don't, but you're trying to become a woman. It's because you're taking dick anyway. So you go to a place like that, and and you're and you're and you're a trans woman. You're becoming a woman. You got the and you're starting over with a bunch of dicks. You're getting you're getting the business. Yeah, Yeah. somebody's going to fuck you. Yeah, and you're going to make a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say you're probably going to cash in. As I say, it's better than like online dating because you've got the pick of everyone in there. Yeah, anyone you want. Everyone's got money. And you know, drugs, you probably get whatever drug you want. It's like shooting dick in a barrel. Yeah, yeah. 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 It would just be like having a woman walk in the door. Yeah. What about uh, chomos? Did you ever have a chomo as a cellmate? I've never had a child molester as a cellmate. They tried it one time. And I did the standard selling shit. Man. Get the fuck out of here, motherfucker. You won't wake up to see tomorrow. <laughs> well, because you could. And then it gets on the. Yeah, I don't fuck with no child molesters, man. That's one thing. I do not fuck with no child molesters. If you fuck a kid, anybody listening, if you fuck kids, you're a fucking piece of shit. You're a worst fucking scum of the goddamn earth. If you fuck kids, you are a fucking scumbag. And that's facts. I fully agree with that. But but even that you can't be associated with one, right? So if he was your cellmate, you kind of have to do that. Yeah, I have to do that. I, if, if, I, if, I, if I'm staying 100 and I'm convict and, I, and I'm real to it, and I got to live by a code. I cannot rat. I yep. don't care if I'm facing a life sentence. I cannot rat. I cannot fuck with child molesters. 
I can't fuck with snitches. Like I just yeah. I can't do it. Nah, it's a code. Because I'm true. I'm, I'm true to the, I'm true to the business. I got I'm true convict. I don't fuck with nobody like that. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird that they put them in general population to begin with because they know what's going to happen to them. Yeah, but I think that's kind of on purpose. They end up they end up in they end up in protective custody. custody. Yeah, they've got to so be. Haven't you, they? You, you, your shit's all over the news, and when you and, and I mean, here's the bad thing about it is that some of those cats are probably innocent for real. Yeah, but I can't take that chance on whether you, I don't. I can't take that chance if you if you got a charge that's fucked up against the kid, you'll be treated as such until I find out different. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I probably had to be mean. I've probably been mean to a few people that really didn't do that shit. And for those people, I'm sorry. But for the ones that really did it. I should have done more, and you shouldn't be breathing right now. Exactly. I mean, I mean that's I, kind I, of the code, and that's how it is. Strong against that. Strong yeah. against that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm hoping your sister gets paroled. You're gonna find out. It's only got it only a year from now. Yeah, a year from now. So, um, yeah, I wonder. Uh, so if she gets out. How difficult is it for her to like just come back to having a normal life? I mean, it sounds like actually she's kind of set. She's got the sugar daddy. Right, I think he died. Oh, he, he, was, died. he was eighty-eight years old too. Oh, My wow. thing is, is, if you're eighty-eight years old and this bitch is in prison for killing an eighty-eight-year-old dude, what the fuck are you sending her money for? Trying to meet up with her? <laughs> it doesn't sound like it's going to work There's out. There's a lot of yeah. fucking similarities there. Yeah, no, he yeah. Liked the, he liked the danger. Yeah, maybe he's into it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we don't even know. You know, word something. Yeah. Wow, it's, I mean, that might be her thing. Well, I hope she gets out, and I hope uh, you know she's able to stay out. And uh, and you too, Gary. I mean, it sounds like, uh, although, I mean, you make you make prison sound not that bad of a place. It's not like summer camp with drugs. It's really not. Just no chicks. That kind yeah, of stuff. summer camp. Su- summer camp that you can't leave for yeah. <laughs> however many years you're there. <laughs> well, dude, that's a that's a fucking insane story. I gotta say. Yeah, it's crazy and, how the laws are so different in each state. In different states. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, any anybody, any of your listeners, man, check and see if your fucking state has that felony murder rule. And if they do, watch what the fuck you do, because I mean, just one small mistake can and land yeah. a motherfucker dead and can land you in there for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean, I mean, California has a three strike rule, and you're fucked. Yeah, I mean, which is even, also. Fu- I mean, my sister up. didn't. My my sister had no idea that that that, that fucking so, none of them kids thought that man was going to die that night. Yeah. You know, and when he did, well, now you're all all four labeled as murderers, man. It's over for you. Yeah, I mean that's the takeaway here is you got to you got to be careful. And she was just in the car, like I mean she wasn't even doing anything. You know, right? She was just in the car. Yeah, yeah any good lawyer. She didn't even know that she, they didn't even they didn't even tell her that he died until like a month later. Shit, oh, man. God. She didn't even know. She didn't even know that they killed him. Like she knew he died because they couldn't get no pills off him no more. Somebody told him that he had died and shit, but she didn't even know he was that he died from them. That they killed him until like a month later when they told her. Wow. Yeah, and it's crazy that they almost got away with it too. Just one stupid mistake. That's the crazy part. Yeah. 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 Man, that's insane. Well, Gary, thanks for being on the show, man. And once again, thanks for uh, for supporting us and patient. We do appreciate that. And um, yeah, I hope uh, hope things work out for your sister. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it, man. It's been a blast. Yeah, yeah you'll have to keep rad. us updated. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, man. Take it easy. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely keep you all updated. And you got, you got to take care, man.
So, you know, prison doesn't sound all that bad. Yeah, maybe maybe it's you. I don't have the fortitude to go to prison. Can you imagine how much I complain? Oh, my everything? God. I mean, just... I'm just thinking how much you complained at Zach Bagan's Haunted Horror Museum. When he tried to murder me. <laughs> yeah, I'm allowed to complain. When someone's t- trying to take my life, I can complain. In prison, your cellmate, um, your prison husband would definitely murder you. But, you know, he made it sound like it's like a summer camp with drugs, but one that you can never leave. In some ways, I totally get it, especially from like a really shitty background. And like, yeah, you've got what free hots and a cart. You don't have to worry about anything. And like prison well, should be about rehabilitating you to get you back out to the real world. I would, I would worry about not being able to get laid. Well, laid by a biological female. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you either become full on monk or, and a wanking champion or you just, you know, you punk it out. You know, that's a that's an area we didn't really get into. Like where do you wank? Like you have a cellmate. Who cares? You fucking wank in your bed. In front of your silently. In front of your cellmate? Well you either wait for them to go to sleep or you crack one out in the morning, I guess. But while they're sleeping or while they're there? While they're sleeping. Yeah, but you would It's like being summer camp, right? You're on a bunk, you're shaking the bunk. It's a lot of vigorous motion going on with wanking. I would I would say you would probably do it over the toilet, wouldn't you? In the bathroom? No, you have the toilet in your room. Yeah, but it, there's the no cell. stall. There's no. It's just a toilet in the wall. So what are you gonna do? Your your guy, your your cellmate's just gonna wake up and you're just sitting there just jerking know. one out. But it fucking happens. You're there for 15 years. Get over it. But what do you say? Like, go back to bed. I'm baiting. <laughs> That's like probably exactly what you say. Hey. This is what we need Gary to come back on now. We yeah, need well, to talk I about the even, rules. I didn't even think about that. You know, in your cell. I mean, I would just crank one out. Well, women can, it's different for women. I mean, men have to like, like if I was in my bed, I'd have to have my legs up. I'd be moaning. It's very, it's very loud. It's, it's, it's a, it's a whole procedure, you know? Uh, yeah. You're painting the picture <laughs> rather accurately. But you know, I don't think I could handle a regimented life like oh, that. Oh, I couldn't. And I also fucking hate summer camp. Yeah. So, you know, and, and could you imagine how awful it must smell in prison? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Just like B.O. and sadness. You know, that's another thing I forgot to ask him was uh, I remember my friend Fernando, who was in there for uh, murdering his child. He said that when you take a shit, you have to do a courtesy flush or they'll fucking shiv you. Well, why wouldn't why wouldn't you fucking? A lot of people don't do that. Are you fucking joking me? John Steele. He likes to see his log. He likes to take pictures of his log. He wants <laughs> to see what he produced. Yeah. But then you flush the toilet. You don't leave it sitting there. No, you but flush you're the toilet. So- you're supposed to, with each oh, drop, as a courtesy flush. flush. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. So it yes, doesn't smell up the room. Yeah, I get that. I understand that now. Well, I've heard like that's kind of like an unspoken rule in prison. That would be the hardest part for me, I think, is like but shitting. But doing a courtesy flush? No, he's like just shitting while there's someone else in the room with you. It's, it's not easy. I hate, I hate when that I happens. Like this way, it's not easy like you've done it before. <laughs> I, I totally have at work. While someone's in the room with you, watching you, like they're just there on their tablet, on their bed. Oh, no, I'm saying there's someone in the stall next to me. Yeah, also no, shitting. Like, the stall's different. No, but I don't like shitting in concert with another person. Oh, why? Do you want to be the main shitter? I just want to shit by myself. I don't like hearing like other men moan while they're forcing one, you know, a shit, a turd out of their sphincter. Well, yeah, it's gross. I just I don't want to smell another man's shit either. I just want to get my business done by myself, preferably in my own bathroom. And I courtesy flushing for myself and my cat. 
Oh, do you? <laughs> do you? It's good to know. Um, no, I just, I, I've, I've heard that's a rule in prison. I wasn't asking. See, it's it. like little shit like that, that if you'd never, because I'm a newbie and I would go, I would get like punked out my first day easily because I wouldn't th- know anything. You don't know the rules. I wonder if that happens in female prisons. Like, do you get punked out? Yeah, pro- totally will. Like the He's, biggest, baddest lesbian will just come and eat your pussy. He said that's kind of a myth. Yeah, like maybe. In TV and film. Yeah, it probably is, but... Yeah. If anyway, you don't know the rules, someone's going to fucking teach you them quick. Fascinating story. And yeah. uh, we're definitely going to have to get updates from Gary, especially to see if his sister ends up uh, uh, making parole. So, um, People, it's episode 895 here, Sick and Wrong. Got some phone calls coming up next. 323-522-4032. Uh, but first, here's a brief message from Adam and Eve. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So Kate Rambo got a couple phone calls to get to. Uh, who called us? Evil Bunny. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, it. From Rhode Island. I haven't heard from her in a while. I love her calls. Yeah. Um, do love to hear from uh, Evil Bunny. So here she is. Hey, guys. It's Allison in Rhode Island. I was really impressed with your um, amputee show. It was a great show. Um, I wanted to make a real brief book recommendation if you, it's a book called Geek Love. It was published in nineteen. It was published in nineteen eighty three by a woman named Catherine Dunn. It won an award. It's about a. a, a Great book. Have you ever read Geek Love? Uh, no, but I've, I'm well aware of it. It's fucking expensive. You can borrow my copy. I'm I gonna got, borrow your copy. Yeah, it's copy. A, it's a great book. And the thing that I always saw tragic about it is I can't believe no one's ever made a movie out of it. Yeah, I am aware of the story of what happens in it. Oh my god, it's great! It's all freaks. Yeah, Allison has amputees. great taste. So. Yeah, like- it's one of my favorite books. I remember uh, we had a cool English teacher in high school oh, that right. uh, that had us read it, and I was like, "Wow, this is a great book." But I know in college they usually teach it in like feminist literature classes. Okay, not in so. Britain because I I studied feminism mm-hmm. and maybe it's, maybe feminism. it's a U.S. thing, but that, yeah. it's a great book. No, I've always wanted to read yeah. it, so I should family whose circus is failing and um in and in order to revitalize the circus the uh the husband doses his wife with all kinds of things um chemicals poisons etc she's getting spiked she is getting spiked she should be wary of this well there's a reason why he's spiking her see if they can breed an army of freaks to repopulate the show See, not a bad reason to get spiked. It like is like Lobster Boy, though. Lobster Boy did that. Wait, he spiked his wife? That whole make fa- freaks? It, his whole family, Lobster Boy's like grandparents, made sure that they shagged other lobster people so that there would be lobster children for them. We, we covered show. Brady Styles on the show yeah, years ago. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember how you say the deformity of whatever it is. It's a funny one. Uh, yeah, I can't remember that either. But uh, one of Arturo from uh, Geek Love is based off of... Uh, Lobster Boy. Yeah, Lobster yeah. Boy. One of the freaks they breed, they name Arturo the Aqua Boy because he's got flippers. And um, one of the things that he does is he forms a cult 
where people come to see him and he encourages them to become like him and to to body to do body modification in order to become like him and cut off fingers and limbs and then and then um just basically you know it's it's an, it's a great flipper cult i'm going to totally read this book oh it's it's a really good book yeah but um and it's told from the there's like a first person who's also one of the freaks but she's like the thing is with the other freaks like this, the the Siamese twins. The other, they have they have powers. It's getting can, a bit X Men now. I kind of well, like they, it. They have sort of powers. Like one can do like you know telekinesis. I think Arturo also had things he could do. But the one that was telling the story is just this hideous dwarf, <laughs> deformed dwarf. But it's her family, and she's telling it from her you know perspective. The it's, dwarf. Yeah, it's a great book. Look, it's one of my five best books of fiction ever. Well, I'd agree I read with that. it once a year. I love it. It's brilliant. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was um, I really I like the fact that you guys appreciate Jerry Springer. Who oh, I knew you would, but um, if, if he was he he was really non-judgmental towards yes. the people that came on his show. Yeah. Whereas Jeremy Kyle just did that kind of sneery thing, and he got really kind of heavy on these people. She's and, totally right. Jeremy Kyle. Jeremy Kyle like, looks down on the chavs that come on his show, even though they're his bread and butter. Whereas Jerry Springer, I think, has a bit of like he knew it was like a bit of a sideshow, but he wasn't passing. Yeah, she's right. He never passed judgment on these people. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't pass judgment. And also, the other thing with Jerry is he wanted to get to the heart of it. He wanted to get to their story. Yeah. He wanted, to, and then you can't do that when you're, you know, you have disdain for your guests. Yeah, Jeremy you know? Kyle was just a bit. You know, he'd be like the the tough love dad in a way yeah kind of chewed them out and Jerry was just like yeah whatever if you want to do it but just you know in the end take care of yourself and each other and it's great yeah the other thing I wanted to say was join the Patreon I don't want to hear ads I don't want to hear anything having to do with talk help or hello fresh <laughs> Or anything, because if they if I have to hear ads, I'm gonna axe murder someone, and I'm gonna end up being a story on Sick and Wrong. <laughs> so join the freaking Patreon, you guys. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Allison out. Awesome. I, you know, I totally agree with her because now I've been listening to more uh, podcasts on my way to work. I took your recommendation, but I don't I don't listen to like you know, the big podcast of Wondery or whatever. I usually do news podcasts like mm -hmm. ABC News. Uh, the Apple has a news. NPR has one. The fucking ads. And the way they do it, it's like the same fucking ad. Like HelloFresh will be in the beginning. HelloFresh will be in the middle. HelloFresh will be played four times. You see the uh, the round robins as well. So it'll be like, you know, that HelloFresh has sold a ton of fucking ad space to all these uh, podcasts and they're all playing HelloFresh adverts. Although the advert that's been interesting me at the minute is on Sword and Scale. They have a California psychics and I told you they've got a code for it. So we should call contact the California psychics and we'll do end up trying to get in touch with our dead dad's episodes. Or maybe we should try and get in touch with like Hitler or someone. Maybe Father's Day. We'll, we'll pull we'll that try trick again. again. Yeah, <laughs> we'll use his coupon code. <laughs> we'll talk to another psychic. I, you know, I don't know. I, I can't deal with the ads and I really don't want to put ads in this show. But it seems like that's kind of the only way you make money off a podcast is you got to join up with a network and the network, they just, they put ads, they insert the ads in your show as soon as you post it.
Yeah. So it's like the one that we're looking into, um, they were going to make us do nine minutes of ads per episode. Nine fucking And we're minutes. fighting with them to try to get like five minutes. And the guy's like, no, it's nine. It's be nine yeah. minutes. And it's just the same fucking ad. So that's why, you know, we're like, sign up for Patreon so we don't have to do this. Also, Alison mentioned it's one of her, I'd like to know her top five books because she said it was her top five in her top five fiction books. So I want to know your list. So message me, Alison. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. You know, we should, you should do that as part of the book club on Patreon or something. I do, yeah. I yeah, because yeah, I know you have the book club. But yeah, that should be interesting. I'd like to know the top five. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, because Allison has great taste. So but I know the Geek great Love books. is also in my top five. It's a great book. Thank you, Allison. Always good to hear from you. Um, and the who calls in. We haven't heard from him in a long time. He's got a couple of stories for us. One of your favorite callers, Marshall Island Tony. <sighs> He's back. Daddy. Hey, this is Tony. Um, I do have a few more stories about Japan and whatnot I've been meaning to get to, but I've been uh, too lazy or too wrapped up in the bit of a life that I do have to be bothered. <laughs> Take your pick. But I will get to it one of these days. Did, did he ever mention, is he married with children? I think he is somebody's Does real daddy. Oh, that's insane. Marshall Island daddy. <laughs> For now, um, one of the stories you told about um, some guy cut off one of his testicles. Reminded me of something that happened at school. <laughs> this would have been uh, late elementary school. I'm guessing like around 12 years old. There was this kid. Um, his last name was Lise. So, of course, we all called him Lice. Anyway, um, one day, um, this wasn't during school hours. But he was in like the playground area. And he climbed up this basketball pole. And as fate would have it, when he was sliding down... He happened to go right over some some kind of bolt or something that was sticking out on the pole and uh, lost the family jewels. Gives me the creep. Wait, he lost both? That's what I'm thinking. Or did he lose all of it and then he just ended up with a nubbin? No, it sounds like he he just lost his balls. He probably slid down the pole and the bolt just went into his nutsack. And just like, yeah, he left his nuts behind. You know what happened to Big Jer when he was a kid? I think he said he was like around 11 or 12. He had testicular torsion, where your testicles get twisted. Twisted, yeah. And so he said he woke up. It happened when he was sleeping. He woke up screaming. And like he was like unbelievable pain. And they had to rush him to the hospital. And they have to like twist your testicles back. Oh. Ever since then, because I never, I didn't even know about this. I didn't know that could happen. I know that happens to a lot of uh, like trannies and people who pop their balls up inside themselves a lot. Because that's really bad oh, for your balls. Oh, that's how you get the... Uh, I forget. I forget what we call that. I remember Harrison and I did an episode about that. Yeah. No, you have like the men have this like area in their body that they could slip their their fucking. Yeah, hands you know into. that's where your um like your uterus would actually be because we all start out in the womb as women, and that's where your actual hole, your cunt hole, would be. And you could you could slip your balls in there. Yeah, and that's just yeah. you know when they give the realignment surgery, the gender reassignment realignment, <laughs> they just like you know make a slit. There's your cunt. You know, I imagine when you're tucking, you run into the risk. Yeah, it hap- it's a like a popular. It, it happens. Yeah. It's a popular thing. It's not <laughs> popular. To think how much that had to have hurt, and uh, I swear I wasn't the one to check, but um, some of the kids told me that, like they saw him in the showers, and he just has like a little bit of skin there. Oh. I was. So he just has a flap where his scrot would be. Would you? You get like I don't know a couple of ping pong balls. What do they call those nudicles? Yes. You can put on a. They made those for dogs. 
Yeah, wouldn't you just get a couple of them so you'd feel good about yourself? Or would you just be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm ballless. Just be a eunuch? I'm just ballless, yeah. I don't know, but I imagine like kids, you know, your kids, your classmates would probably want to take a look and see what you got going on down there. Uh, yeah, wouldn't you? Because he's now a lice freak. I would probably get like a... Different sacks, like different silicone sacks I could switch out, like maybe a shiny one, a sequins one. Yeah, wouldn't you, you know? just go a sequins one? <laughs> <laughs> one with a little feather bow on it. It's gay pride. I'm putting my rainbow sack on. For the know? month, yeah. <laughs> Why not? I'd get, a, I'd get a cool leather one, though. Like yeah, you, one. Like yours my, would, my metal one with spikes. Yours would be a goth one. Of course, it uh, would just black. Once when this guy's giving him shit and um. He kicks him between the legs and, you know, lice goes down, but his, uh, his acting skills weren't as good as his pole climbing skills, and it didn't look really, real convincing, <laughs> his supposed pain. And on a somewhat related vein, um, a Swedish friend of mine, and when he was in the Swedish army, he told me a story. I guess um, these guys were out in the field one day unloading a truck, and there was this big, long iron pry bar and some other stuff they threw off the back of the truck and then um one of the guys jumped off the truck to unload the rest and as luck would have it this um pry bar landed you know, stuff wait is he saying a crowbar a pry bar what's the difference between a crowbar and a pry bar are they probably the same thing i i'm you pry I'm, i imagine it's the same crowbar thing. Like a big metal yeah, yeah metal piece of iron you know what you just don't hear about anymore you just don't hear about like a gang of thugs and their cronies and they're out with crowbars. It seems like something very warriors. I guess. I mean, now you just bring a baseball bat and rob an old man. I do like a baseball bat. I think a baseball bat with barbed wire wrapped around it. Like, I don't like watch Negan. Walking Dead. No, it's it's just a cool fucking weapon. It doesn't have to have anything to do with Walking Dead. That's just a cool Now 1970s. it's going to be associated, but it is kind of cool. I like that. Some barbed wire and a baseball bat. Yeah, who's going to fuck with you? Perpendicular to the ground. And when this big Swede, uh, not looking, jumped off the back of the truck, it just so happened that this pry bar and a certain orifice in the back lined up really closely and made kind of a instant Swede sickle. <laughs> anyway, at that point in the story, I'm just like, stop. I don't even want to hear anymore. But I hope that provides you with a bit of amusement later. Oh, oh man. God, that was brutal, Marshall Island, Tony. You know, they, they were like, I, I was expecting stories of some kind of perversion that you've engaged in. Well, that is perversion. Wow, well, you kind of, I don't know, it was a bit of a, bit of a change, a little bit yeah, of it was a gory. reversal. Yeah, that was some gory stories. What happened to No Ball's Lice? What do you think he is today? I don't know. I'm, I imagine he's childless, unless he adopted one. He could adopt one. Yeah. Yeah, empty scrote lice. Have you ever been with a guy that had like a deformed nutsack or deformed dong? No, not or you've too. never had. You never had to deal with that. No, I've obviously had some ugly cocks thrust in my face at certain points in my life, but none where I've been like, "Holy fuck!" Have you ever had a micro penis? I have. You actually. have What's the smallest? Not, like I've, how small? He was fucking. He was like, like I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Ladies should never kiss and tell. But he was a bit of a wanker, so it doesn't count. But was he it was like, like pinky. He was like four inches. Like I saw it in the flesh, obviously soft, and then it, let's just say it didn't change very much. And he wasn't even a good shag. Like he didn't like eat pussy very well. I only went out with him for his dog. 
how long did you date this guy? Like nine months because I really- That's a long time. I really loved his dog. So what did you do? I mean, could you, did you ever get off with the micropenis? No, I never got off of him, but I would just like wait until he fell asleep and then I would jerk it. And then play with his dog. And then I would play, I really loved his dog. Me and that dog had such a fucking bond. Did his dog have a bigger red rocket than he does? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) You know, I remember, uh, um, I don't want to mention her name, but a good friend of mine, um, she was, she had this guy that she started dating. She met him on like Tinder or something. And I think he was just like this rich wanker, but he was kind of like, he had been in commercials. So he's kind of like model. Like it kind of looked like a yeah, ma- male looking. model. Good looking guy. Well, at least that's something that he had. Did he have yeah, a great dog too? No, she said that, uh, I just remember he's kind of arrogant, but she said he had the tiniest dick she'd ever seen. Like tiny, like she said, it looked like a curved pinky and it was really thin and just small. Yeah, mine was, a, that's a real micro and I guess mine was just a small penis. Well, she said like they didn't immediately hook up, but then they hooked up like, I don't know, probably like two or three dates later. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I just want to let you know, I have a baby dick. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> was he really good at eating box though? No, nope, she said he wasn't even good at that. Didn't you, even like to do that. I think you should compensate then. Because if or you're you going to have a micro peen, you should be like, but I am going to eat your pussy like no one else in this fucking world has ever eaten your pussy. That's the way it should be. But would you continue if the guy was like, listen, I got a baby dick, so deal with that. I think mean, that's really funny. But yeah, but only if he was like, and now I'm going to proceed to eat your cunt, but then anyone in this whole world ever has or will do again. he's like, that's gross. I'm not going down there. Well, then I'd be like, and you have a micro peen? <laughs> like, you need to learn to do something because no one will stay with you. Or you need to get the world's greatest dog. Yeah, or something. Yeah. You know, or be a good chef or something. You know, that's the thing I've, I've often wondered. Like, if you do have a, like, this lice, he's got no balls, do you have to tell the woman that before... You know, you engage in any kind of sexual acts, you know? Uh, I don't know about, like, because you just say, like, oh, there's no balls there. But if the woman wants kids, it's obviously an issue. No, but I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, you're about to have sex. Do you want to surprise her with just, like, with there's the no, no balls? balls? Or do you just want to, like, at least be like, hey, listen, I don't have any balls, all right? I think for a lot of women, it would, like... You know, because it's never, I'm never like, oh my God, I can't wait to see what his balls look like. I think a lot of women like balls, though. <laughs> yeah, but it's never like the high, like, you know, the highlight of shagging, is it? You know, just like, oh, that guy has a really, like, I've never once discussed men's balls, like, with your girlfriend? With my girlfriends being like, and he had just like the smoothest, cleanest balls I've ever seen. He had a finely shorn scrotum. <laughs> that brings me to a point that if men shave their scrotums too much, I think it's fucking weird. I think it's good to trim down there. Keep but it trimmed. To, but, but to like everything hairless is creepy. It is creepy because I don't want to shag a prepubescent child. I think it's unattractive on a woman too. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'll still go there. But I mean, I'm just like, I like a little bit of hair. Yeah, I'm like 1970s you know? about it. I like yeah. that to be hair and to be reminded that I'm, I, I'm, I'm not adult. shagging JonBenet yeah. Ramsey, you know. <laughs> it was just a meme. Anyway, uh, thank you, Marshall Island Tony. People, you can call the Sigaron hotline, 323-522-4032, or just email us, sigaronpodcast at gmail.com. Um, finally here, if uh, if you want to get some Sick and Wrong merch, I did upload some new designs to the Sick and Wrong store. Just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash shop and click on the picture of the Pope. Um, I'm still working on a couple of new designs. I came up with one last night. There was a sticker in the uh, the Jumbo's bathroom. 
Okay. Yeah, it was a cool sticker of like, I don't know if it was a band's logo or a website or something, but I think I'm going to lift that and yeah. steal it and make my own new Sick and Wrong shirt. It has like a pentagram and like 666. It was cool. I okay. think it'll work. Um, just go to uh, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash shop and uh, click on the Pope and go get yourself some, uh, some Sick and Wrong merch. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. So I wanted to find something that was thematic. And uh, the first song that came to mind is um, Life in Prison cover song the birds here covering this song it's a merle haggard song actually it's originally written by merle haggard and jelly sanders um but the the song is famously covered by the birds on their seminal album country rock record sweetheart of the rodeo came out in 1968 one of my favorite rock records yeah i love that record yeah. and as an aside merle haggard didn't deserve to go to jail but johnny paycheck fucking did yeah Mer- didn't merle get busted for weed or something yeah i mean merle and I mean, everyone can go and read his personal life section on Wikipedia. He had a crazy, interesting life. He was basically like riding the rails from when he was like nine. From Bakersfield, all over California. Yeah, I fucking love Mel Haggard. Definitely one of my favorites. I love Johnny Paycheck too. What's interesting about this record, because you, you know, the, the initial, I don't know, first like, what, seven birds records are all kind of psychedelic 60s. 60s to you every know, Yeah, turn, turn, turn. Turn, turn, turn. But this band, this album... Mark the band shifting away from the psychedelic sound and kind of having this like country rock sound. And they brought on uh, Graham Parsons. They did. Yeah. Yeah, So he joined the birds February, 1968, right before the beginning of uh, the recording of this record. And uh, yeah, I mean, this is, it, it made country rock, country music fashionable for a younger, a younger audience for the first time. Yeah, definitely. And this was like Graham's nudie suit era as well. Yeah. He's wearing all the nudie suits. I mean, he's only going to die five years later. Yeah, he was a young guy. Yeah. Um, great, great record if you haven't uh, if you haven't heard it. Sweetheart of the Rodeo by the Birds. We're gonna end the show with Life in Prison. Uh, Gary, thank you for being on the show. Yes, um, Gary. Yeah, that was that was fascinating, and I, I do wish all the best to your sister. Hope, hopefully, she is able to uh, make parole. Uh, people, we'll be back next week with episode eight ninety six. Till then, take a seat. The jury found the verdict first degree They swore I planned her death to be I prayed they'd sentence me to die But they wanted me to live and I know why wrongs I've done And I pray every night for death to come My life will be a burden every day If I could die My pain might go away Trembling hands, I killed my darling wife. The 
because I loved her more than life. My love for her will last a long, long time. But I'd rather die than live to lose my mind. And I'll do life in prison for the wrongs I've done. I pray every night for death to come My life will be a burden every day If I could die, my pain might go away If I could die, my pain might go away ask you a question. Does my ass look big to you? Um. No. Liar! I ought to cut your lying throat the line. I'm a cow! A big, hip, fat, nasty, gelatin-ass, buttermilk-making cow! You wear it very well. Thank you, sweet thing. But look here now. Don't you ever lie to Barry again, you hear me? You understand? 